Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. This is episode number 49. We're coming up on half a century here, guys. We Half a century. 50, right? Yeah, no, that's right. It just was Which like... Just weird. Yeah, because I was like, well, we haven't been around for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, you didn't say years. Yeah, it's true, 50, uh, you know, it'll be all... What do you call it? Your half centennial episode, 50? Is 50... Is that silver? Gold? I don't know. Platinum? I have no idea. I don't even know what you're talking about. Why, well, why are there you medals involved? Anniversaries. Oh, right. It's not like it's an anniversary, but it's a... Dude, 50th anniversary. Shows man. what I know. You, you just like, it's like, if, if you're not diamonds by the time you're at 50, then what are you doing? <laughs> Is diamonds the time? You know diamonds aren't even rare, right? They're yeah, like, that's true. They're like super we'll common. We'll have to do like, like a piece of a meteor is 60 years. <laughs> Kryptonite. <laughs> Kryptonite. That yeah. seems thematically not so good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. But we are on episode 49 today, so we're not quite there yet. Uh, we have a fun topic today. We're going to talk about the band list in EDH, something we've never talked about. We've mentioned a billion we've times. We've touched on now. it, of yeah. course, but yeah, we've never actually gone into it. So we're actually going to talk about each card, mm-hmm. um, maybe why they're banned when it's not obvious, and maybe there's a few that we think could stand to be unbanned. So, yeah. Yeah. Or... Probably not, but <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. And we'll also talk about. We asked you guys. Uh, we reached out on Twitter about what card do you guys think should be banned, and of course, a lot of the answers I agree slash disagree with. So that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, but first, but first, Da-da-dun. we got something very exciting. It's Toot gonna be horns. cool. <laughs> Wow, our horn section is good. Yeah, it's just one horn, though. <laughs> it's not really a section. It's just a horn it's just dude. A, yeah, he wa- he's gone now. He, he decided. <laughs> Thanks, horn guy. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yes, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, we have a contest. Yeah, giveaways. Uh, giveaways, giveaways. And we're Prizes. actually giving away some stuff that's not magic cards. Everyone just turns off the podcast. Yeah, like, what are you like, talking Wait a minute. About? <laughs> oh, I got all excited. No, this is actually really cool. Um, we were reached out to uh, by Delray Books. Yeah. Um, as you know, on the end step, we've talked about books fairly often, and we mentioned one of their books, and they reached out because they have a commander group at yeah. Delray. <laughs> How so fitting. That's that, amazing. Yeah, Delray is a sci-fi fantasy uh, book publishing company. Um, I mean, I'm super excited because I grew up reading all their books. 
the Shannara books are them. There's oh, there's a whole ton. Uh, and the one you've talked about mo- most recently on the show is well, how they heard of it. Yeah, it exactly. Awesome. So it was The Warded Man by Peter V. Brett. And that's the is book. Is enchantment aura on him? Like, what's going on? Oh, oh yeah. Let me explain. Is well, this special- is the book he's... that we're going to be giving out. Yeah. So we're going to um, give it out to some listeners. Uh, yeah, let me explain the book really quick. So it is a world somewhere in the, in the distant, distant future, possibly, where the world has been basically eradicated by these demons that rise up every night. So. Ooh. So like demons have At overtaken, dusk. yeah, exactly, and and humanity has really been pushed to the brink, and we're basically like barely above like sort of barbarian civilizations, and humans have sort of they've been able to just barely hold off the demons from completely exterminating us. So that's, survive by day and then prepare for the night, kind of thing. Exactly. So that's sort of the setting for the world, and um, yeah, then this hero sort of. Uh, is born from that. Right. So, uh, is so he the warded man or is that He is the warded man. Or he sort of becomes the warded man. Uh, there's four books so far. There's at least one more that's planned to come out. Uh, I've read all four. It's a very good series. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And if you win this contest, then you will get the first book in the series. And that'll be, that's obviously the best place to start reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank hopefully you, Captain you win, Obvious. Hopefully, you win the next one too. And then you just keep going. Uh, so, yeah, books are great. By the way, I remember as a, when I was a kid, there were magic books. Yeah, I I read that's a couple. where you got Mana Crypt, right? Yeah, yeah, as a book pro- book promo. It was that's a book right. promo. Yeah, yeah that, that is I had promos. one at one point. I don't. It, it got washed away with the rest of my. It became book a bookmark cards. in a book and just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bookmarks. You uh, don't have to put those in sleeves. I'm really excited though. It's cool that we're giving away a book um, because we give away a bunch of cards. And you open the booster pack, you have like a one in ten chance of getting super happy right and right. a nine out of ten chance being like man okay with a book that's good you have a guarantee almost guaranteed chance you have a hundred percent chance <laughs> of getting something awesome because yeah. this book is awesome and also it takes place in a world that's in a lot of ways similar to the game of magic so it's already going to be in your wheelhouse yeah it's fantasy right yeah exactly yeah. so fantasy, sci-fi all that good stuff the way you enter is you just have to submit to us an answer to the following question. And you can submit either on email or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, our email is commandcast at rocketjump.com. And the question is very simple. It is, what single card are you most excited about from Modern Masters 2015, and which of your EDH decks will it go into? So you just answer that question, email us, tweet at us, and we will choose the winners at random, and they will be announced on the next show, which is Thursday's show. Yeah. So pretty good, actually. I'm I'm excited. Um, I will start off by giving a a a fake answer slash real answer so that you guys know what to expect. I'm looking forward to opening a Karn Liberated and putting it in any of my EDH <laughs> decks. I'm actually looking forward to Karn and putting it in to the uh, Shadowborn Apostles. Oh yeah, Athreos deck that. Uh, we talked about that, that last about Thursday. Last, yeah, because I just need that's uh, really good. I need another card that can just. It has a really versatile answer to stuff. Yeah. So, you have yeah. to be able to ice something on the board that is completely shutting you down one way or the other. Yeah, so very exciting. Awesome. Uh, and also, uh, this thing with Del Rey and the books is probably something that's going to happen. Uh, we're planning on something around once a month. So there'll be more books to give away, more books to win. Um, if you like any certain books by Del Rey, definitely shout that out at us. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we want to give away books that we think our audience will like. Yeah, big thanks to Del Rey for helping sponsor this awesome giveaway because... Reading is good. 
Reading books is awesome. You should always be reading. If you know, you reading. should definitely read your cards too, <laughs> because I don't know how often I'm like, oh, I didn't read that card. Yeah. It, oh, this is actually way better slash worse yeah. than I thought. Oh, I have to sacrifice a creature when I play that. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to do that. Also, make sure you read the uh, Gatherer version, the Oracle version oh, of the yeah. text, because some old cards. Because uh, we get yelled at when we don't do that. Yeah, because it actually matters because the card does something wildly different. Sometimes <laughs> cards just have new text on them that weren't there originally. Sometimes the Oracle is vastly different. Yes. Yeah, vastly different. Uh, so. <laughs> make sure you do that too <laughs> uh and if you guys want to enter just make sure you email us at commandcast at rocketjumps.com or tweet us at commandcast by 11 p.m pacific standard time on wednesday may 20th so pacific standard time is the west coast if you go into google and you don't know what the difference is you can literally type in what is this time in pst here and google will figure out however you typed it out and tell you the answer Pretty uh, smart. Yeah, if we don't get the answer by then, then unfortunately we won't have time to um, put it into put the, it into the show. Yeah. So yeah, all, all right. right. Oh, we got another exciting announcement. Exciting announcement. Uh, we have we're on YouTube finally. We are up on YouTube. We were, we were on YouTube, but before we were going up as unlisted videos uh, and just to a random playlist. But now we have an official channel that you can go to and subscribe to. So if you guys have YouTube subscriptions to awesome people like The Mana Source or uh, Tolarian College, mm-hmm. you'll also get notifications for our videos, which will be twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. So go. What's the easiest way to find us on there? Just search for the uh, command zone. Yes. If you search for the command zone, there is another channel called the command zone. We'll eventually be at YouTube.com/slash/commandcast. We're still getting the the username finalized. Uh-huh. But if you look the command zone up, you'll see our logo, which is the O with the hand popping through it, and you can just go right there. There should be 47, 48, 49 videos up. Yeah, there's a lot. Subscribe. So yeah. yeah, hit that subscribe button. Uh, yeah, we're hoping to get that rolling. Yeah, and we'll we'll eventually put some additional content up there too. Josh and I have some random funny ideas we want to do for like, sure, like the blind draft. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, the <laughs> blind draft idea. Okay, let's talk about that really quick. Here's the blind draft idea. Jimmy and I do a draft. We take turns. We do it on Moto. <laughs> we take turns. So he does the first pick, I do the second. But he does the third, I do the fourth. The picks. But we cover the picks and we don't talk to each other. So he picks number, the, the first pick, <laughs> and then I pick the second, but I don't know what he picked. Yep. So we think that'll end up with a really good deck. Ideally, this <laughs> is the kind of thing that will, will award you for picking the open color. Right, exactly. We should hopefully fall into the same color. I don't think it'll probably work out that, that way. Or we'll just draw, draft five color. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And shake our heads as we walk away. <laughs> Where did the tickets go? Anyway, so the, hopefully that'll happen in the future. Yeah. But yeah, make sure we check check out our channel on YouTube. There'll also be a link in the show notes, and we'll be tweeting it out like once a day, probably just to you know get everyone accustomed to when it's where it's at. All right, All right. cool. You let's wanna, move on you to the jump main into topic. It? Yeah, let's jump into oh, it. Oh, I should say really quickly that this topic actually was brought up to us by uh, a user on Twitter, Colin92541. It's his robot number. Colin92541, <laughs> thank you. For the topic. <laughs> that was like Dr. Evil crossed with a robot. Yeah, that was a good one. Do- <laughs> Dr. Evil is a robot. There you go. Okay. Uh, yes, thank you for suggesting the, uh, the topic. Um, it's something that we've had brought up a lot of times just randomly over, you know, either when we ask for questions and stuff. And the ban list is a, it's a controversial subject. A little bit, yeah. I mean, do we want to, I think everybody knows what the ban list is, but just in case you don't, it's sure. just a list of cards that's, you, you can't play those cards in the format. So, mm-hmm. It just says this card, if it's banned, it just can't be in your deck at all. Yeah. And before, the ban list is new now. Before, there used to be two separate ban lists for EDH, uh, and uh, it used to only ban certain cards as commanders, but allow them in the main deck. But now they've just switched it to it's either banned entirely as a commander or in the deck or not. Yeah. So So, they simplified it, made it a lot easier. Yep. 
Um, so let's talk about really quickly who maintains and sort of controls the ban list. It is the rules committee. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheldon Mannery notably is on the rules committee. Uh, we had him on episode 36 of our podcast when we were discussing the tuck rule change. And you can listen to that episode if you want to get a better sort of description of how the rules committee works. We're not going to mm-hmm. go into that too deeply here, but basically there's a small number of people that are very familiar with the format. And, and they they're have, attached to an LGS as well. Yeah, and they have a sort of, uh, <clears throat> I'd say a, a pretty casual way in which they determine how cards are banned, but mm-hmm. they, they are reticent to ban things, so they don't just go around banning things. Sheldon has notably said that once they hit triple digits as far as banned cards, so once they get to 100 banned cards, the format's just dead, so they don't, <laughs> definitely don't want to do that, and it's something I definitely agree with. So Yeah, and it seems like they do pretty thorough testing, at least amongst their community, to sort of flesh out whether or not a card needs to go, and they have a store hooked up to them that allows them to reach out a little bit and do a little more empirical evidence searching for that sort of stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't call it empirical. Let's not get into that. I'm not real, <laughs> I'm not real happy about their process, but it is what we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I think the ban list is pretty on it. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's good that they they don't want it to be big. So yeah, that is very important. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, the reason, another reason that we wanted to talk about this now Uh, is that Modern Masters 2015 has two prominent cards that are banned for us. Mm -hmm. So two of the mythics, two of the sort of headlining cards, are just cards we can't use in EDH. And well, why don't we just start the list there with those two? Yeah, the first one is just straight up Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn. Uh, he is an Eldrazi. He is the biggest Eldrazi. He's the father of all Eldrazi, and fittingly, he is the one of all of them that is banned. He's a 15-drop creature, a legendary creature Eldrazi, so could you imagine if this guy was your commander? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a uh, maybe there was probably a little bit of time where he could be your commander. Yeah, just straight artifact ramp, huh? Uh, Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, can't be countered. So there's already a uh, oh, hold on, fifteen drop can't be countered. It must be pretty good. When you cast Emrakul, take an extra turn after this one. Okay. Notable, you have to cast him for to get that effect. Mm-hmm. So if you cheat him out, yeah, exactly, you won't get an uh, effect from that. Uh, flying protection from colored spells. So essentially every spell, uh, unless it's a like a colorless spell i don't know i mean you'd think like all is dust but he'd be protect i mean yeah i mean i guess karn could could ice him right well that's not a spell yeah it's true it's an ability yeah uh and he has annihilator six which means that every single time he attacks the defending player has to sacrifice six permanents it's crazy yeah and when emrakul is put into the graveyard from anywhere its owner shuffles his or her library graveyard into her his or her library which is a common thing on really big stuff yeah they just don't want you to just play reanimate on it yeah you know so discard it and then reanimate it it's just not a thing you can do it's also a 15 15 yeah it's a 15 15 flying legendary creature that has protection from every single spell that wants to remove it and makes you sacrifice six things whenever it attacks you He's just one of those cards that's just so incredibly powerful and so tough to deal with that yeah. I think that it's just like... He hits the board, and there are like 10 cards that can really efficiently deal with him. Yeah, and he gives the, does the extra turn thing. Yeah. So he's got basically haste, and you can immediately untap and protect him if they don't have instant speed removal. So he just seems like, yeah, he should be... He should be banned. Yeah. I it, don't see what you get by having him in the format either. Yeah, that's and I think that's something we should be important, like wary of is like he doesn't make the format more fun. 
Yeah. You know, it actually actively makes it worse because if he, if you, you could play this and strap a Whisper Silk Cloak on it or whatever, or Lightning Greaves. You and don't then need those You don't things. even need those things, but like you just double protection He's them up. He's a 15-15 he Yeah, he will win the game against one person and that person, they'll have the, the run the feel bads as we all like to say, you know, like. He'll probably win the game against at least two because you'll probably have a haste enabler, yeah. attack with him immediately, get your extra turn, attack again. That's, and there's so many ways to get to 15 mana. People get to 15 mana in standard. Right. You can get to it in like you know a few turns, and yeah. the only way to really stop that is to is to uh, ban all the like fast mana cards. And there's a lot more of those. And like we said, they don't want to ban a lot of cards. Yeah. So usually, you, if you have a problem, then you ban the fewest amount of cards necessary to stop the problem. So, and the other mm-hmm. card uh, from Modern Masters 2015 that uh, is banned is Primeval Titan. He used or, to not be banned, actually. I think yeah. Emrakul is pretty quickly like, okay, this guy can't stick around, but. Yeah, um, prime time as he's called. He's four and two green for a creature giant, a six six. He has trample. He says whenever prime time, primeval titan enters the battlefield or attacks, you may search your library for up to two land cards, put them onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So the the big thing here is just that you can find any land. Mm-hmm. So you can go find glacial chasm, or you can go find. Uh, what dark depths or you can go find yeah. like you can go find all the most broken things um there's a lot of bit, there's been so many lands created over the course of magic's history that you can find broken combos just with two lands and then also yeah. if you get dead eye navigator or anything that flickers him you just start going Popping insane. out every single land in your deck so yeah. it's just com- crazy amounts of ramp and yeah it's do you think it'd be banned if it said basic lands i'm not sure he would still be good i don't think he would be banned though yeah yeah I mean, this guy is just nuts if you think about what he does. And there's so many broken lands that if you cheat them out in a certain way that it's just like you could put out one of those lands that makes you sacrifice two lands but taps for four colorless, you know? Like you get yep. put out some crazy stuff with this. Um, he used to be legal and then quickly realized how incredibly broken he was. For instance, let's think about uh, Grave Titan because this is a series. Mm-hmm. It was the Titan uh, cycle yep. that got played a lot in standard. Grave Titan, just when he comes to the battlefield or uh, attacks, puts two, two, two black zombies on the battlefield. Yep. That is way less powerful than Primeval Titan. Not even close. Yeah. It's still super powerful and it's a great card, but it's nowhere near, like, you can't shenanigans with two, two, two black zombies. I mean, within the context of a single set, yeah. Grave Titan might be better, but within the context of all the cards in the history of Magic, Prime Time is way better. He is truly Prime Time. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's just go alphabetically through the ban list from here. The first one is Ancestral Recall. It's one of the Power Nine. Mm-hmm. It's one of the original most powerful. You'll find cards. that almost all of the Power Nine are banned. They are. Banned, they, yeah. All the Power Nine are actually banned, except for Lightning Bolt. That's not it, one of the Power it's Nine. It's the Power Ten, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh, now I know why you would think that. Would. Um, Ancestral Recall is one blue for an instant. It says. Draw three cards. Yeah, target player draws yeah. three cards. So you could actually kill someone by milling them by just ancestral recalling them too, which is kind of funny. But yeah, that will never although happen. Although you would by have, the way. yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> well, it won't because it's also banned. Yeah, exactly. This card, um, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. I think it could be played in our format, and it would probably be okay. Um, yeah, I agree because there. I mean, there's a couple of cards that uh, I forget which one it was, but it's a bunch of colorless and the blue. But if a graveyard has 20 more cards in it, then you just get to be. It gets to be an ancestral recall. Yep. Uh, there's treasure cruises, and I mean, listen, there's broken things that can happen because you can recur it with like Snapcaster and stuff very early mm-hmm. and ancestral. But in general, like just drawing three cards is not as crazy in our format. Yeah. Uh, I think they just want you know the the big problem I think with this card is just availability. Mm-hmm. So it's so good that it would still want to be in every blue deck. 
but it would just feel really bad because there's so few of them in existence that it's just a huge yeah you know advantage to anybody that just happens to own one and you're just never going to get a hold of one really if you don't because you're not gonna pay thousands of dollars yep for for a card it's one so. of those cards that just costs a ton of money because it is one it's one of the most powerful cards ever printed in magic uh notably on the gatherer it says the community has given it a four star rating out of five from nine votes so I don't know what they're thinking. What are they thinking? Why is this a four star? It's widely considered. It's I maybe one say, guy just gave it say, one out of spite. Um, I always say that Soul Ring is one, you know considered one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful mm-hmm. cards. Well, this is the other card that's in contention, and then Black Lotus. So those three yeah. cards are actually considered the three most powerful cards. Not some of. They're literally considered the most powerful cards in Magic. So it's a toss up depending on the format, which one you would want. A lot of times when they do those vintage rotisserie drafts mm-hmm. that ancestral recall is the first thing that goes so it's it's just super powerful but again i think it, it it could be in our format but it wouldn't make any sense just because of availability of the card yeah oh also notably we don't know the exact reasons uh as to why the ruling committee came upon these cards that needed to get banned specifically um so we won't be able to say exactly unless we like find the article or whatever they release when right. they banned it so we're just giving our best bets and if you guys actually think have come up with any other reasons that you know a card like balance up next needs to be banned uh make sure you let us know in twitter as well because we're just going to be able to sort of gloss over the surface for most of these um, balance. Yeah, balance is one in the white for a sorcery. Each player chooses a number of lands he or she controls equal to the number of lands controlled by the player who controls the fewest, then sacrifices the rest. Players discard cards and sacrifice creatures the same way. So you say, who's got the least amount of lands? Well, everybody sacks down to that amount. Who's got the least amount of cards in their hand? Everybody discards down to that amount. Who's got the least amount of creatures in play? Everybody sacks mm-hmm. their creatures until they have the same amount. So... Oh, this is one of my favorite cards from Old Magic, man. It yeah, just houses sure people. It's two mana. Yeah. <laughs> it's two mana. And notably, you can make it one-sided because it only says creatures, lands, and cards in hand. It doesn't oh, say right. anything about enchantments or artifacts. So you build your deck in a certain way where like everyone's sacking all their stuff, and you get to keep all your enchantments and artifacts, mm-hmm. and so you're just way ahead. Um I think you just found one of the reasons this card is banned. It's super powerful. Super needs to be banned. And it also just makes games go a lot longer. And not fun. Yeah. It's like, hey, everyone go down to one creature, one card, and... It's usually zero creatures, zero lands, and yeah. maybe one card. Because yeah. you're usually casting balance as like your last card. Um, you know, you, you should just upheaval yourself and well, upheaval is also banned, yeah. but <laughs> another talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, balance It's just, it doesn't create a, it doesn't engender a good playing experience. I don't think. And it's all, it would also be the single handed most powerful board wipe in the game because it's just like, it's a world wipe. And, but it can be very one-sided. Yeah. It you can, can orchestrate one-sided. it in such a way. So yeah, it, 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 it's, it's very strong. Um, the next one's biorhythm. Biorhythm is a sorcery. It's six and two green. So eight total but it says each player's life total becomes the number of creatures he or she controls whoa this one's pretty obvious yeah you know you board wipe and then play this and you know if you could if you had nine mana and could play one creature before you did it you win Mm -hmm. or if you're just gonna lose anyway then you can just make everybody tie that's no fun yeah it's just so powerful it's an instant lose for some people too if they have zero creatures on the board yeah it's Uh, the type of card that if you think about if you're playing with like four people or four other people, and everybody's at like 40 life, 
mm-hmm. you can literally do 120 damage or 160 damage with it. You know, I don't don't think they like cards that have the ability to do that amount of damage yeah. with no help. You don't need to do anything else a lot of times. Well, unless you're a card released in Dragons of Tarkir called Shaman of Forgotten Ways. But at least that requires, yeah, requires a, little a bit rotation more. of the table or you to set it up for it to work. Byrhythm literally can just be like played. And you're playing green, so you probably have more creatures anyway. Yep. Again, getting to eight mana is not a problem in this format. Um, yeah. Shaman of the Forgotten Ways. I, I still want to use it once in a game. I'm get, I've gotten real close once, but I've used it in draft. Yeah, I mean it's great. To, it's just I haven't activated great, it. It's though. a fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know, Shaman of the Forgotten Ways essentially is biorhythm, but requires formidable. So you need to control creatures with total power eight or greater, and it costs eleven mana instead of eight. And you also have to tap the yep. shaman, so you yeah. would either need haste or you would need to have it survive a rotation of the table. So, mm-hmm. yeah, way less powerful. Oh, next up we got Black Lotus. The most famous card of all. Mm-hmm. It makes grown men shiver in their seats when they open it uh, on camera, and it also makes news <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, because it's on like, card, the front page of Yahoo News. This is like the uh, Superman, you know, like version one of Magic. You know, it's like the, what is it? Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like the, the single Superman comment that, oh, that yeah, sells yeah. for yeah. millions. You know, this worth- is... I think these go for like upwards of 35,000 or so. Yeah, for a really well conditioned. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a zero drop artifact. You tap it, sacrifice Black Lotus, add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. Um, for one, no one's going to have this card. So, I, again, I think this card would probably be okay mm-hmm. um, because it is very powerful turn one. Uh, well, gets- Lotus Bloom, which is the suspend version of this card, is totally fine in the format even though you have to wait three turns for it but like you know it's yeah it's not the most broken effect not for us because we have 40 life and things like that and also because we other things are banned in our format like channel and and things Mm -hmm. that make it crazy but it would still be strong and there would probably be some turn one kills that are theoretically possible with it in our format but it would still be unlikely that you got to put all that stuff together in a 99 card singleton deck for turn one kills and then black lotus is just not really that great turn you know, five, six, seven, eight. It's still fine, but it's it's card disadvantage. I mean, a Gilded Lotus is doing what Black Lotus does without having to sacrifice it by the time you get it out. I mean, it, if you play a Gilded Lotus on turn five, then on turn six, it's like you played a Black Lotus, right? <laughs> it is on turn five because you can tap it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you lost the five mana right. that you cast it, though. That's the thing about Black Lotus is it gives you a whole bunch of mana in one turn. Listen, it's super powerful, but I think that it would possibly be unbanned, but like you said, and just like Ancestral Recall... It's just not there. No one has this card anyway, so what's the point of having it legal in a format? You it know, just that... would be really feel bad if somebody could play it and you couldn't, and you literally only can't play it because you just can never get a hold of one. <laughs> yeah. It would just cause a lot of proxying is what would probably happen. Yeah. And they don't want yeah, to Yeah, what deck that. wouldn't want a proxied Black Lotus yeah. if you could have it? Because yeah. sure, I mean, even though it's card disadvantage eventually, you're losing a card, you're still pumping out something way before everyone else. So it's just too, the power level is too high. All right, the next card is Braids, Cabal Minion. Braids was on the list you were talking about where mm-hmm. she was legal in your 99, but not as your commander. And then they recently said, you know, we're not going to have the two banned lists. So Braids is just banned all the way. She's two and two black for a creature minion legend. A human, notably. In her oh, is that errata. Oracle? Yeah, that's what okay. Oracle's changed her to. Uh, she's Thank a you, two- Great Oracle. She's a two two. It says, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, creature, or land. Surprisingly, that text has stayed the exact, exact same. same. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, this is just one of those cards. It's super powerful. It. It's just, again, it's, it's going to slow the game down yeah. like a lot. And it forces everyone to be like, really? And that's never the, I mean, like... There's so many cards that do that, though. I feel like that's 
that's just not enough to get banned. Again, this well, is the a difference card- here is it's artifact creature or land. So like these are all it's not just creatures. Like Shieldred's uh, an interesting example because it does a merciless executioner. You know every upkeep. But it's not as bad as this because if you don't have a creature out, then you have to sack your yeah. soul ring or whatever. I so. feel like they were right to have the. T- I mean, listen, I know why they combined it into one list. Yeah, because that's just like super complicated to be like this is this is a fair play, except it can't be your commander. <laughs> These ones can be your commander, but they can't. You know, it just gets confusing. So I think that's where braids. Like they didn't, they definitely don't want her as your commander because that's when it becomes oppressive. Yeah, is when you you have access to her all the time. And they didn't want to have the two lists anymore, so she's just sort of a she's a casualty of that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, she's not that bad if you get her out, instance speed removal, all that. It's just yeah. yeah, the fact that I mean they just tried to simplify the list and she yeah. you're right. She's one of the casualties of that. Uh next up we have Coalition Victory. Totally uh totally, This is a Josh card. This is a Josh but I, card, it's but not it's also because not, I would never play this effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like But it's five color, so it is me, but yeah. it, it has an effect I would never play. So it's three colorless in Wooburg, total eight. It's a sorcery, and you win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. So the Yawn. key here is each basic <laughs> land type. So yeah. not each basic land. So a badlands would count as a swamp and a mountain. Mm-hmm. So in a creature of each color, a Triple chromat would actually count as all five colors. That's right. If you had a Wooburg Commander, you'd have to play this card, and then and you, you just, just win. You win, yeah. Yeah. Cards that say you win are just kind of crappy, and not all of them are banned. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about one later, um, but I don't know. This like, what's the upside of this card being available? Just that sometimes people get to play a card that just says I win. That just yeah, it's pretty boring. Like, why do we want that card in the format? Yeah. It's also like you don't want someone to build a deck to do that. That's just... And the fact that it happens now, like it might be sort of fun if you put down a card that said, okay, if I'm still around, right. the next turn comes around, then then it's like, can the whole table stop me from doing this thing? But that's literally like, does anyone have a counterspell? Okay, I win. <laughs> that's not as fun. Nope. Um, the next one is Channel. We've talked about this on the show many times. Also, it's two green mana for a sorcery. And why don't you read the Oracle text? Sure. This is going to be totally wrong. Yeah. It, the, it, you can tell by how long the text yeah. list in the original There's picture. There's kind of be a simpler way to say it's that. It's very simple. Until end of turn, anytime you could activate a mana ability, you may pay one life. If you do, add one colorless to your mana pool. Yep. So you can just turn a life into a colorless mana. You for could the cheat rest something out turn. like Emrakul out for 15 life. Yep. It's just, listen, cheating mana effects, the, we, we say it all the time. They're the most powerful things you can do. Most cards on the ban list in every format have to do with cheating of mana cost. Mm-hmm. And this is like the ultimate mana cost cheating spell. Um, yeah, this this card's been broken for a long, long time, and it still is. Yep, Channel Fireball. We talked about it. Yep. Uh, next up is Irayo, Suratami Ascendant, and it's a flip card from the Saviors of Kamigawa. So it has two sides, and you have to s- satisfy a requirement on one side for it to flip to the other. Uh, the first side, it's a two mana, one in the blue, for a legendary creature, Moonfolk Monk, with power and toughness one. And it says flying. Whenever the fourth spell of a turn is cast, flip this card. And the other side says it becomes an enchantment, by the way. It changes from a creature to an enchantment. Yeah, so that's crazy. already really crazy. <laughs> uh, and it also dodges a ton of removal because of that, too. And yep. It says whenever an opponent casts a spell for the first time in a turn, counter that spell. Yep. So it just uh, makes it so the, the first spell they cast every turn is just not going to happen. Yeah. Which That's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. I think this effect is probably would have been okay, except for that Arayo costs two mana. Yeah. So 
you can get it out so early and there's nothing they can do about it. And then you're going to build your deck in a way that all has like all one mana cantrips. So you mm-hmm. just flip it over and then you just lock people so early. I think a lot of yeah. these cards fall into the category of they just do something broken really early. If you do something broken and it's later in the game, then at least you're giving people a chance to get ready for it. And yeah, like your it. Tim deck can yeah. essentially do the same thing. I'll counter you every turn, but there's tons of ways to shut that down. I need six cards to do it, yeah. and it probably can't happen until turn eight or nine. Like, you know, by that point, it's like, well, you know, if you don't have a board wrath and whatever, like somebody's got to win the game around then anyway. Yeah. But Arroyo can just make the game like unbearable on turn three. Yep. Pretty easy answer as to why that. I, I think that was also originally banned as commander and it's just banned in general. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine because it, it really just, it's not fun to play. First spell each turn guaranteed ban. Hey, guess what? You need two enchantment. Yeah, counter it. You need two enchantment removal spells to get rid of this. Like, you don't even have one in your hand half the time. You'd have to team up with somebody and they would have to cast it, be able to cast it on the same turn as yeah. you. Because it's not your first spell, or it's not everybody's first spell, right? It's just the first the spell. The first spell, yeah. yeah. It actually would counter your own spells, too. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but <laughs> you would build your deck with all one mana cantrip spells, like mm-hmm. I said, so that just it wouldn't matter to play you. The You're like, spell, oh, I yeah. lose one mana, who cares? Um, okay, on to the next card, Fast Bond. Fast it's actually bond. kind of similar to Channel mm-hmm. um, in some ways. It's one green for an enchantment. It says you may put... Oh, you should read the article. Sure, so, you may again. play, not put, Josh. I, as soon as I saw the word put, I'm like, well, they don't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may play any number of lands on each of your turns and whenever you play a land if it wasn't the first land you play this turn fast bond deals one damage to you so you can play five Six. lands on the first turn yeah and you're just so far ahead at that point and then if you have card draw on your deck like oh god you Brutal. can get to the point where you've played like you know 12 15 lands by turn three or so and you've taken 15 damage which is so minimal because guess what you're you're winning the game yep. you have 15 lands out you've casted not emrakul but ulamog or whatever you know you've done nice this stuff. card is banned or and was restricted in the old days mm-hmm. even in 20 life games so in 40 life games it's just absolutely bonkers broken yeah yeah by the way a lot of these cards that are banned are also in vintage masters which was a moto only uh, magic online set um which is awesome because you can get these cards yep. in like an online format but can't put them in your commander can't decks. put them in your commander decks yeah i never got to draft vintage masters it seemed like it was insanity I drafted it like twice. I think I still have like five or six packs online. Really? They're those probably are, worth quite a bit. Stuff. Yeah, they could have a Black Lotus in there, Josh. Yeah. Next up, Gifts Ungiven. I wish this card wasn't banned because I... It's so good though. It's Exactly. It's three and they blew for an instant. It was also printed in Modern Masters, uh, the first set. Yep. Uh, and it says, search your library for up to four cards with different names and reveal them. Target opponent chooses two of those cards, put the chosen cards into your graveyard and the rest into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it's a tutor for... Two cards. cards. Well, it's for two cards. Two cards, yeah. Um, I think this is probably banned because of the the social aspect of the game. It's so easy to get one player to work with you and get specific cards. Because you can just tutor up a win condition and win immediately off of Gifts. Although I don't know why somebody would let you do that. You probably have enough in your deck, though. Mm-hmm. that you can get like uh, some combo pieces there's probably a reason there's probably specific combo pieces where like you can get any four cards in it and there's probably combos where it doesn't matter which two cards they give you out of those four you they're they're infinite combo loops yeah. or something like that yeah yeah and like a it's card, also like, an instant so you play it on the instep before your turn you get those two cards and then you play them out immediately and if nobody can do anything yeah they just lose so yeah there's tons of stuff also like you have tons of cards that get cards back from the library put them on the top of your library yeah um and yep. it's just like 
you could just, I mean, I'm sure you guys should, will tweet us some combos that are just super deadly, but you will always do this to the maximum advantage and your deck will be able to take care of it. And it's just like, it's something that if it was legal, the power level would be so high because people would just know like, oh yeah, this is what you do with this. Yep. It's kind of like Tooth and Nail where it's like, I'm going to get my two infinite combo pieces right yep. now. At least Tooth and Nail costs nine mana. This one costs yeah. four and it's an instant. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the next one is Gristlebrand. Gristlebrand. Grizzle Daddy. Oh, man. I wish I could put Gristlebrand in that Athreal Shadowborn Apostles deck. Of course you do, Josh. I mean, he's totally broken, but How it would be so... How dare you? <laughs> this card is of, uh, so um, yeah. so broken. Um, Gristlebrand is four and four black, so eight mana total. He's a legendary creature demon, 7-7, seven, seven, flying lifelinker. He says, pay seven life, draw seven cards. There's pay seven life, colon, draw seven cards. So if you want to pay 14 life and draw 14 cards... You go right ahead. You go right ahead, pal. Also, he has lifelink and flying, so you can just immediately get the seven life back. Yeah. Not that it matters, because you start with 40 life. Also, he's legendary. He can be... Like, this guy is just off the walls broken. Yeah. He's one of the few cards on the if list If any that, card said, pay one life, draw one card, it'd be broken. Yeah. And a lot of cards do similar things. If but they were all, also like life-linking life flyers. Life-linking giant demon legendary flyers, yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd be so good with those Shadowborn Apostles, though. <laughs> Cheat this guy out. Yeah. Just be like, oh, game over. Josh is going to draw his other 30 Shadowborn Apostles. Yeah, that card's just broken, yeah. Yeah, so that one's uh, that one's pretty obvious. And I, I think Sheldon actually talked about that uh, when he guessed on the five commanders. He was like, oh, when Grizzlebrand came out, we spent about... Uh, a day looking yeah, at it, it was like and then deciding after five minutes. <laughs> we immediately need to ban this card. Yeah, um, yeah, it would just gotten it would have gotten dirty real fast. Uh, next up is Caracas. Caracas, it's a legendary land. Our first land on the list. You can tap it to add a plains to your mana pool. A white, a white. Yeah, <laughs> add a you can add a whole plains. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you grab a plains from outside the game. It's like a wish card. <laughs> uh, you can also tap it to return target legendary creature to its owner's hand, and you get to do this repeatedly. Yep. So guess what is a major part of this format? Legendary, Legendary creatures. creatures. Also, there's just so many combos with stuff like, uh, what, sneak attack mm-hmm. and things like that. Where oh, you, right, you sneak it out and then, then throw it back to, your, back to your hand. And there's just a lot of combos with Krakus. It's a very, very powerful card, but yeah, yeah just it, the fact that... And again, you, it's one of those effects that could happen with two cards or like a card with more mana requirements, but this is a land that can do it repeatedly for free. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many ways to untap that land that you can probably just keep everybody's... Um, generals off the table indefinitely mm-hmm. if you want to so yeah that's yeah. that's stupid uh the next one is library of alexandria this is a land and you probably have to read the oracle text again yeah uh well you can tap it for colorless mm-hmm. and the other it's got two tap abilities so most times these lands are usually banned uh, yeah. a couple of them exist now but like this is me like wait this land could do two things hold up <laughs> it says draw a card activate this ability only if you have seven cards in hand well, guess what you can do in Commander? You can definitely make it so you always have seven cards uh, You in your just hand. tap it when you have seven. You draw that card. Play a card. Play a card, and now you still have seven for next turn. And have you, a Fate Stitcher out. Do it if again. If you want to play two cards, then you just wait until and tap it after you draw your card the next turn. It's crazy broken. This is the, the first land. I think this was the first like really powerful land. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the first land that I can remember that was like, holy cow. I think there was one in my early play group, and, yeah. you know, the... People in the Vintage Super League played this a lot, and it was yeah. a very competitively strong card. Because I'd say, again, it's probably somewhere around the... It's maybe a top 10 card of all time as far as power level. It's very high. Yeah, it's up there. If it didn't tap for the colorless mana, it might be okay. Mm-hmm. It might be... I still probably would ban it. Yeah. 
Uh, the next one is limited resources. Hey, Marshall, you are banned from our format. Sorry, Marshall. Oh, man. I'm uninviting you from that gathering in <laughs> Vegas because you're banned. I didn't even get on the show to begin with now that I think about it. <laughs> That's true. We should have <laughs> immediately... smacked him with the band hammer as soon as he came on the show. <laughs> hey, our guest this week is Marshall. So get out of here. Yeah, just hang up. The, just click. Sorry, sorry, buddy. You couldn't make it. Uh, all right, I'll read it. It is uh, one white for an enchantment. It says when limited. <laughs> that is the trend, by the way. One one color for any enchantment usually broken. Yeah, um, yeah. One white for an enchantment. When limited resources comes into play, each player chooses five lands he or she controls and sacrifices the rest. But if that wasn't bad enough, it says as long as there are ten or more lands in play. Players cannot play lands. Yeah, that that very easily just does not scale with the format because you have five people playing, four people playing. Yeah, everyone you, gets what two lands? <laughs> it's well, well everyone no, gets five. Everyone lands. chooses five lands from what they've got. That's yeah, right. And then, but if you play it early, oh yeah, and there's only and, and everybody's only got two lands. Imagine if you had exploration See, and this, and you had you immediately took you know everyone has two lands out. You get up to five, and you have five, and other people have like two other three other people have two. Yeah. Then guess what? You have more mana, and no one can play lands as long as. Or this you is just out. build your deck with all one and two drops, uh, yeah. and you and you play this on like turn two or three when people only have two or three lands, and most of their deck will never ever be able to be played now. Yeah, which means they might not even get up to enough mana to kill this enchantment, and you're just playing one and two drops and just going off. You know, you throttle in, the whole table. Yeah, exactly. In a um, in a one on one format, ten lands total usually means five each. Mm-hmm. But in a multiplayer format, that could mean two lands for everybody, which is just not super fun. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, well, it's a cycle. It's the Mox the cycle. The Moxin. Yeah, so there's these are all the amazingly powerful zero-drop artifacts that add a color of mana to your mana pool. So Mox Sapphire is a zero-drop artifact. Tap it, add blue to your mana pool. Mox Ruby, Pearl, Emerald, and Jet... Uh, these all add the different five there's colors. There's one for each color. Yeah, there's also notably Sapphire Medallion, Jet Medallion. So they use this terminology across a few uh, cards as well. You know, when we first saw the Moxes, when I first learned to play, I didn't understand them. I was like, I remember having a Mox Emerald and yeah. being like, why would I play? Why don't I just play a Forest? <laughs> oh, because on turn one, you can play this. You can play and a forest, forest and that. Yeah. yeah. So they're. It, again, it's cheating mana cost, right? It's the same thing. It's just getting more mana. It's super ramp. Yeah. Um, it also falls in the same Black Lotus, you know, Ancestral Recall. I think actually these, again, I think these would could probably be legal in the format from a power standpoint because are they really that much more powerful than, than Sol Ring? No, they're not. Are they more powerful than Mana Crypt? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is that just from a standpoint of like availability of the card, it's just impossible to get a hold of these. Yeah. And so you just don't want a format where you're really requiring people to play cards that cost, you know, in the $6,000 range. Yeah. I mean, the cheapest you can get one of the moxes is probably like $600 to $700. And that's how much people spend on a whole and deck. And that's like a beat up one. Yeah. Beat up one from Unlimited, Unlimited or yeah. Revised or whatever. Uh, the next card is... Pink. Oh, wait, it wasn't in Revised. I'm sorry. It was only in Unlimited. Yeah, it was only up to Alpha Unlimited. Alpha Beta Unlimited, yeah. yeah. I had a Mox Emerald at one point. Josh, you had a lot of things at one point, yep. and every time you say that, when you use past tense, it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that flood. Uh, the next one is Painter's Servant. I never owned one of these, so it's uh, from it's, Shadowmore. Uh, it's two colorless for an artifact creature, Scarecrow. It's a one three. It says, as Painter's Servant comes into play, choose a color. All cards that aren't in play, spells, and permanents are the chosen color in addition to their other colors. So what happens is Painter's Servant. Uh, 
changes all cards into whatever color you want. You mm-hmm. name a color. This was, uh, for one thing, it combos really well with Iona. So oh, you yeah. say like... Just shut down Yeah, you everyone. play Iona naming black, then you play Painter Servant naming black, and then every card that anybody plays is black, and so they can't play it. Yeah, and that including even, your own, but at that point you just start swinging for the Well, Iona doesn't stop your spells. It only stops opponents. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and it even would stop like artifacts and stuff that would normally work because they become black also. Yeah. And the big thing was it was a combo with Grindstone, and Grindstone is a one-costed artifact. It says you pay three and tap the Grindstone, and then target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. If both cards share a color, repeat this process. So that's an infinite loop where... Because you named black, yeah, and so you know all their co- their cards are going to be black, and you just grindstone them once, and it kills them. Yep. And if you can untap the grindstone, you can kill everybody right away. Um, which, and the big thing is that grindstone and painter servant are both artifacts, so it's a two mana combo that Ugh. can go in any deck. So yeah. I think for I may be wrong, and I'm sure I'll get corrected if I'm not, but I believe that grindstone was an initially uh, banned. And then oh, they decided to flip it, and they unbanned Grindstone and banned Painter Servant because Painter Servant was like the true culprit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, and also, if we if we ever say in comes into play, that just means enters the battlefield. Oh yeah. So sorry. anytime something's in play, yeah, it's the same thing now. It doesn't really matter. It, it all makes the same amount of sense. Please read the Oracle text, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was going to correct you, but then I saw that it had the original picture. I was like, oh, maybe it's right. And then I was like, ah, oh, nope, almost just. Enters the battlefield, knows it. Next up, we got Panoptic Mirror. It's a five-drop artifact. Imprint. Pay X and tap this card. You may remove an instant or sorcery card with convert a mana cost X in your hand from the game. And the card is imprinted on this artifact. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may copy a card exile with Panoptic Mirror. If you do, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Pretty easy to see what's broken about this. If you do an extra turn effect yeah, and you do that, you know, you obviously imprint it at the end. Imagine step. doing this on the board wipe, cryptic command, any, I mean, anything. Those are great, but if you do an extra turn, then what happens is you imprint oh, right. it on the you end get... step before your turn. Then on your upkeep, you cast the extra turn for free. And yeah. then what happens, you get another turn. And during that upkeep, you cast the extra turn for free. And you're just, you get unlimited extra turns. It's just too easy to do. Yeah. There's too many things that just are busted with it. Even if you don't have that card in your hand, this card is still way too powerful. Yep. And, and again, it is awesome with uh, board wipes. Mm-hmm. Think of like Armageddon get put on that thing. Like, no, no, thank you. I actually don't <laughs> want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is Protean Hulk. It's five and two green for a creature beast, a six six. When Protean Hulk is put into a graveyard from play, search your library for any number of creature cards with total converted mana cost six or less, and then put them onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> cheating things into play. And it says any number yep. of creature cards. You could build your deck to get Protean Hulk out and just win. Yep. There's so many things, like, you can get Duplicate out. You can get so many things that are just way too powerful for you free. You get six Sarah Ascendants. Well, you'd be cheating if you did you'd that. You'd be cheating, yeah. Still. I mean, you'd be cheating if you played this card in the first place. So. Yeah, that's there a good point. Go. So, you might as well, if you're going to cheat, just do it right. Yeah, just, just play with away. every cheating card. It's all card. Sarah Ascendants and, and Protean Hulks, and that's it. Uh, the next up is a card that I wish wasn't banned so that I could put it in my Marchessa so deck. Good, though. Uh, it is Recurring Nightmare, two and a black for a three-drop enchantment. Uh, sacrifice creature, return Recurring Nightmare to its owner's hand, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. So for three mana, you get a sack of creature, bounces back to your hand, and put 
any creature from your graveyard into the battlefield. I think it's, that bounce it back to your hand part is supposed to be a downside. No, but it's not. It protects itself. Yeah, exactly. If they don't have instant speed enchantment removal, they're just never getting rid of it. Even if they do, unless it has split second, you can still bounce it to your hand, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good still point. Yeah, they'd have to counter it, it, really, or you'd have to stupidly yeah. play it when you have no creature sacrifice. Oh, this is another card that goes in the Shadow Warner Apostles deck. Yeah, right. This ban list is totally nerfing that deck. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, this card is... That deck is bordering on the legal anyway, Josh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, Reoccurring Nightmare is, is broken. It's totally broken. It if is, you've ever played it in cube, it's so awesome. It literally is a recurring nightmare for yeah. everyone else. Um, oh, this dude. Wait, we're, oh, Rafelos. Another yeah. card like Braids that for a while was um, available in your 99, in your deck, yeah. but not as your commander. It needs to be banned for both. Yeah, it, well, it is now. It's Rafelos Lanwar Emissary. It's two green for a 2-1 elf legend. It says, tap Rafelos, add one green mana to your mana pool for each forest you control. Yep. It's pretty much the same as the Oracle it's text. It's just another cheat mana cost. Make tons of mana super early. You know, I, again, Rafelos costs only two. Mm-hmm. And again, I think they were right because in your 99, it's not so bad. But when it's your commander you can build your deck in such a way that you're guaranteed to be able to play tooth and nail on turn four or yeah. something. So that's, I think that's the real problem with Rafelis is literally tooth and nail like super early. And it's also on each forest you control specifically. Um, a card that's similar is like Gaia's Cradle, which you can tap to add green to your mana pool for each creature you control. Mm-hmm. It actually is a harder thing to satisfy than just playing a mono green deck and having eight forests or whatever and playing Rafelis out and getting eight mana off this one guy. Yeah, it's harder to, to, to do that early with creatures. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this next card I actually had never heard of until reading this right now. I mean, I've read the name, but I've never actually gone and like studied, looked at what look the at heck this it card. Is. Yeah, um, it's Sway of the Stars, eight and two blue. Total is ten mana for a sorcery. Each player shuffles his or her hand, graveyard, and permanence he or she controls into her library, his or her library. Then draws seven cards. Each player's life total becomes seven. It's just too much. This it's, is probably the only card on the whole list that's literally banned because trolling. Yeah. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know for <laughs> sure, but I'm not... I'm not. No. I mean, it is 10 mana for a very powerful effect. But it's but... just like everyone restarts the game with seven life. Yeah. It's like start a new game, everyone has seven life. That's what it does, basically, because you shuffle all your permanents mm-hmm. and your hand. And you draw seven and cards. And you draw seven. So you're basically starting the game over again. Yeah, that's super lame. It's... Yeah, there's probably some things you can do... I'm not sure what uh, with it, but e- even that is just like there's probably just too many. Like, come on, seriously, can we just end, can we just start a new game? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Why are we doing this at seven life? Why don't we just do it at forty? If you're gonna do this, then great. Like, oh, cool, your deck has a bunch of one drop aggressive creatures. Yeah, hooray, good for you. Uh, the next one is Sundering Titan. This was in was this in Modern Masters? The first Modern Masters? No, but it was a From the Vault Relics. Oh, uh, uh, maybe that's why. A lot of cards in the From the Vaults are banned, by the way. Like they <laughs> well, they're Channel all awesome there. cards. Yeah, they're all awesome, yeah. Sundering Titan, Titan is uh, eight mana for an artifact creature, a 7-10. It says, when Sundering Titan comes into play, enters the battlefield, sorry, choose a land. Of- or leaves the battlefield. Oh, when Sundering Titan enters or leaves the battlefield, choose a land of each basic land type, then destroy those lands. Ugh. So you get to destroy... Five lands when it comes in and five when it comes out, depending on if all land types are represented. 1v1, this is okay because you may get rid of two or three. You probably might have to game, get rid of some of your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is a downside there. In the multiplayer game, you're probably riding high on this and having a blast. By the way, you can flicker this guy. Yeah, that's, that's what Yeah, that's what does it. It enters or leaves. So if, when, when you flicker him, 
you get rid of 10 because he Ugh. leaves, get rid of five lands, comes in, get rid of five more. It's with Flicker, he's broken. Yeah, not fun. Uh, next up, Sylvan Primordial, kind of like Primetime. Uh, mm-hmm. Five and two green for a seven mana, six, eight creature avatar with reach. When Sylvan Primordial enters the battlefield, for each opponent, destroy target non-creature permanent that player controls. For each permanent destroyed this way, search your library for a forest card and put that card on the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. Wow. So you just you, you acidic slime something? Four things. A target oh, non-creature yeah, permanent, yeah. too. So it could be a land. It's That's, so weird. Well, four Usually, things if there's four players. Right. Yeah, you acidic slime something for each player, and then you put a, land, a forest card. So that's not even a basic forest. Mm-hmm. Bayou. Taiga. Taiga, yeah. Tropical Island, yeah. Um, Any of the uh, life, two lifelands. So a lot of times you play Sylvan Farm Ordeal, you kill four non-creature permanents, put four lands into play. That's crazy broken, but then... You flicker it. You flicker it. <laughs> there's a lot of... It seems like if you're going for the um, philosophy of ban the problem card and not the card that it's affecting, that Deadeye Navigator might need to be on here. We'll talk about this a little bit later, yeah. but but both the Titans we've mentioned, Sundering Titan and um, Primetime, and then Sylvan Primordial, also they're all problems when you flicker them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're problems when they come in, too. They are. Sundering Titan, especially. But. They are, but that's a, as a one-time thing, I think it would probably be, a, be okay. And I think Sylvan Primordial, again... Very powerful, but if it was a one-time thing, mm-hmm. maybe not. The problem is there's a lot of things that flicker things. You know, Rune can do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not just it's, him. It's slower than Deadeye, but you can still do it. So, I don't know. Uh, the next one is Time Vault. <laughs> this card's broken. It's two, <laughs> it's two mana for an artifact. It says tap to gain an additional turn after the current one. Uh, you got to read the Oracle again. Yeah, there's a lot more. So two drops. Sorry, sorry, Josh. Time Vault enters the battlefield tapped. Not a problem. Time Vault doesn't untap during un- your untap step. Fate Stitcher. Uh If you would begin your turn while Time Vault is tapped, you may skip that turn instead. And if you do, untap Time Vault. So in a world with, without broken things, you would be untapping this and skipping turns to get it untapped. Which is still awesome because you basically can say, oh, I skipped my third turn so that I can have two turn eights. Yeah. And turn eights are way more powerful than turn threes in, in uh, EDH. But, like you said... You tap this card, you take an extra turn after this one. So, so we'll take Key. Fate uh, Stitcher. Fate Stitcher. Cure's Follower. Yeah. Uh, Lots of things untap this guy. And, just and then you, you get an extra turn, and that will untap Fate Stitcher, which means you get to untap it again. Like, that's the problem, is that these yeah. extra turn things can just snowball into this thing where you just take unlimited turns so yeah so when they put this card in draft they also will put like voltaic key in there when they do like that's the what they did recently and and, yeah. yeah they did in the last year's so they didn't do it this time around just because mm. it's not it's not i don't think it's very interactive it's just not that fun it's just yeah exactly you just take one and then if you get the other you put it in your deck and then if you ever get that out you win mm-hmm. yeah uh next up is craig's card that he almost sold for a motorcycle yeah he was going to and it didn't happen but I think he just, he told us that. He told himself that, too. We all know. <laughs> you don't sell your Alpha Time Walk. Yeah. Uh, so Time Walk is the card. Yeah, it's a sorcery. One in the blue. Take an extra turn after this one. Yep. Two mana extra turn. That's the thing about it that's crazy is the two mana part. Because there's mm. a lot of cards that are legal. They just cost five mana. Yeah. Six mana. So, and this is part of the original Power Nine. It's got the same issue of just availability. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Yep. Uh, so is Tinker, two and a blue for a three mana sorcery. As an additional cost to cast Tinker, sacrifice an artifact. Not a downside. Search your library for an artifact card and put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. 
This can allow for some turn two or three um, Blightsteel Colossus. Especially, right. let's say you play an island, on turn one, you play Island Soul Ring. Then turn two, you play Tinker, sacrificing your Soul Ring, putting Blightsteel Colossus into play. Everyone it's has turn one turn. Two. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what can they do about that on turn two? You can't cast Wraths yet. You can Swords it, and it's like one no, card. It's, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's indestructible, so you can't do a lot of things, but you can Swords it. Yeah, there's like, oh, great, you have two cards that can get rid of this. Uh, hopefully, before yeah. it comes and just kills one person. And that's, it is indestructible. And otherwise. that's just this interaction with a single card. It, uh-huh. it can go get any artifact that's ever existed. It's 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 busted beyond all belief. Uh, the next one is Tolarian Academy. I wish this was unbanned. This card's so great. <laughs> it's clear <laughs> it's why it's banned. It's way too powerful. It's basically, well, Tolarian Academy, legendary land. You can tap it and add blue to your mana pool for each artifact you control. He's like, we're fellows, but for artifacts. Yep. And the difference is you can get a lot of forests out, but in a game like Magic, you can get a lot of artifacts out as well. It's really easy to just drop like 10 artifacts on the table with all the affinity stuff out there. Yep. And it's a land. Yeah. So it doesn't, yeah, It. this card is broken. It's again. It's it's just like all the rest of them. Like, what percentage of cards are about adding a lot of mana to your mana pool or uh, bypassing the mana cost of something? Yeah. Like, I'd say eighty percent of the cards we've read have to do with those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, trade secrets. <laughs> this one's fun. One and two blue. Uh, one and blue blue total convert mana cost is three for a sorcery. Target opponent draws two cards. Then you draw up to four cards. That opponent may repeat this process as many times as he or she chooses. You can just essentially draw your whole deck if it's you and the opponent are like, you want to go for it? All right, let's just keep drawing. It's just made for EDH because you can make a deal with somebody. In one-on-one, they're probably going to stop because you're getting twice as many. Mm-hmm. But in a five-player game, somebody is like, well, you get four, I get two. That's a pretty good deal. I'll just keep going. Yeah. And, and then he's like, I draw... haven't found my thing yet. So they just keep going and going. Yeah, and going you can draw 12 and I'll draw 24. And that's about, you know, after a certain amount of cards, it's about the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that one's hurt by the fact that uh, it's a multiplayer format. Uh, the next one is Upheaval. It's four and two blue. Return all permanents to their owner's hand. It's a sorcery. Yeah, it a- this is just, a, it slows down the game to a crazy amount. Also, what you do is it's you, not fun. you play it with a bunch of mana rocks in your deck and things like that, and you just tap it and float a bunch of mana, mm-hmm. and then you play Upheaval, and then you recast your mana rocks, and then you have mana nobody else does. Yeah. Uh, that's how you take advantage of it, but it also just leads to a lot of trolling, which is just like, I'm just going to play this, and it basically like restarts the game. Yep. Yeah. And we've seen that effect already be banned just because it's not very fun. Uh, World Fire is next. Pretty much the exact same kind of thing. Six and three red for a nine converted mana cost sorcery. Exile all permanents. Exile all cards from all hands and graveyards. Each player's life total becomes one. This card is... Yeah, this is just get rid of everything. Hands. Yeah. Graveyards. Permanents. I I feel like... Everybody's got one life. Like, this is in Magic 2013, too. This is a recent card. (laughs) What is the point of this card? Do you ever play this? Ever? I I think... I don't know. This works really good with Suspend. So you play it in Joyra. Right. And then what you do is you suspend, like, a couple other cards, and you stack it so this this resolves, and then your other things come out of suspend. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you have... Right, you could do this with also um, Narset, right? Yep. Uh, Stack it the right way, because you just choose which ones to cast. 
you like cast them all, put them all in the stack and cast world fire or something. I don't know. You could probably use it in some similar way. I don't know exactly how that would work. Yeah, but Joyra sus- is like the queen of making things broken. Yeah, with suspend, it's very very powerful. Um, but yeah, I think pro- the problem is that in that case, it's fine because you're doing something, but it has a uh, really high propensity for just trolling. Just mm-hmm. like cast it, and then I don't know what happens. I don't have any plan after that, and that's just like a little bit annoying. And you can also float all your mana beforehand. So if you like play this with Narset, you can do all that, and then like. I don't know what's a burn spell that hits everyone for one. Yeah, just fireball or yeah. you know. Some, well, you couldn't do that with Jorah. You could do um, I don't know something that you can split like pyrotechnics or something. <laughs> yeah, pyrotechnics single handedly yeah. kills the whole board. Yeah, you just ping That's every funny. hit you all for one <laughs> after this thing resolved. Um, the last one on the list is Yogmoth's Bargain. It's four and two black for an enchantment. Skip your draw step. Pay one life, colon, draw a card. Sounds like Grizzlebrand. Yep, it's very much like Grizzlebrand, a little bit like Necropotence. Um, the problem is that we're in a format with 40 life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we basically saw, really there was like three kinds of cards. Cheating mana costs or creating a bunch of mana. Mm-hmm. Stuff that was not balanced because it refers to life totals and we have we start with 40 life instead of 20 so with multiple those players. are unbalanced yeah exactly stuff that yeah actually there's fourth so the third category would be things that are more broken when there's more than two players mm-hmm. and the last one we just weren't designed with multiplayer in mind yeah exactly and the last one is just sort of trolley stuff that like severely either stops or slows down or restarts the game. Yeah. It's yeah. like land destruction in the worst way. Where yeah, it's like Sundering it's, Titan. It's just going to get rid of everything. Yeah. So, well, Sundering Titan is just straight too powerful. Yeah. I guess that would be the fifth category. Is a, something that just does too much. Mm-hmm. You know, but but those those cards feel like Sundering Titan, Sylvan Primordial, um, and what was the other one? Oh, Primetime. They feel like a flicker issue. You know, that's a problem. Easily abusable. Yeah. It's all... Well... Let's go on to, because um, that's the entire ban list. There's yeah, that's two, the whole ban There's list. two cards that were recently banned that we should really talk about. Really unbanned, quick. unbanned. Oh, recently unbanned. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Recently unbanned. Well, they were banned too recently-ish, I guess. And then unbanned. Yeah. Also, even more recently unbanned. Yeah, um, there you go. So one is Kokusho, the Evening Star. He's four and two black for a legendary creature, Dragon Spirit, 5-5 five, five Flyer. Also printed in Modern Masters 2013. I reprinted. When Kokusho, the Evening Star, dies, each opponent loses five life, and you gain life equal to the life lost this way. Originally, this was banned as Commander, and then they realized this card isn't as powerful as I think they gave it credit for. Um, and it's kind of easily shut downable. Exile it. <laughs> Path yeah. it. There are other ways of getting this so that it doesn't trigger a bunch. It's it's still very powerful, but it's not broken like it used to be. I think yeah. creatures have just gotten so much better that, you know, in comparison to everything else that's out there, it's just not super crazy. Yeah. And if you put it as your commander, then you can't pair it with Deadeye Navigator and Flicker Effects. And if you don't put it as your commander, then you just can't count on having it, so it's not as powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one is Metal Worker. Yeah, I'm curious about this one. I thought this was never going to get unbanned. This feels like Rafelos and Tolarian uh, Academy and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, do you want to read it? Yeah, it's a three-drop artifact creature construct, one, two. You can tap it, reveal any number of artifact cards in your hand, add two colorless mana to your mana pool for each card revealed this way. So if you tapped it and had three artifacts, you get six mana. I'm not sure why this became unbanned. It feels like exactly the type of effect that all the other cards on the banned list are, which mm-hmm. is just like adding a bunch of mana very early at a... At a you know, a low cost point as far as like what you have to do. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe uh, maybe deck. maybe it's just going to take the community to break it for them to ban it again. Who knows? It feels like it must have been broken at some point because it did get banned. Yeah. Yeah. I traded one away because it was banned. I was like, this thing's never getting unbanned. It feels... How w- wrong I was. Maybe it's because you cast the cards that give you the mana with the mana you're making. I guess so, but if one of them draws you a bunch of cards... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. This feels this feels like it could be banned again at some point. Um, yeah. It just, it just fits right in there with what the other banned cards do. But it's unbanned, so go nuts, kids. Go nuts. So have fun while yeah. it lasts. Right. Um, let's talk about a few cards we think might be on the fringe or on the watch list or could possibly be banned in the future. Um, we've talked about Prophet of Crewfix many times. Yeah. I think... I mean, every, we played the other night, and every single time, every game it came out, and every single time it came out, that person launched into first place, if that makes and, sense. And if it survived basically one round around the table, I believe that person won. Yeah, or it made it so that the game was about them yeah. and getting rid of them and the power they had created on their board. Yeah, it's just one of those cards that falls into the category of it's extremely, it's way more powerful the more players you add. It scales well with additional players being added to the game, where in one-on-one, it's not super powerful, but as soon as you start getting to untap and play stuff on, <laughs> yeah. on four players' turns, then it's broken. Yep. Uh, Mana Crypt, I think, could be there as well, because it's a zero-drop artifact that adds two colorless to your mana pool. It has the downside. At the beginning of each cup, your upkeep, you flip a coin, and if you lose the flip, the card does three damage to you, but that's negligible. I think if, it, if you lost the flip, it also tapped it, then that, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Then that would be okay. But the problem is it's just too much like a Moxin. It's basically like a soul, a soul ring, ring Moxin. The three because the three life is totally doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then it also has the availability issue where it's it's expensive and hard to get a hold of. So I don't understand why this card is treated differently than Mox or Black Lotus when it's basically on the same power level. Yeah, that's true. Uh it like imagine the turn one, play a land, play this, tap this for two colorless, put out a soul ring, tap that, and you have one floating, so you can tap for another one, two, three, four total. Like, you can put out some crazy stuff turn one because of this card, so... Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely get out the gates super fast. Um, Who knows? Maybe it'll be banned. Another one people talk about a lot, I'm not sure I agree with, which Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail lets you go find... Basically, you never cast it unless you can pay the entwine cost, and Mm -hmm. that means you go find any two creature cards in your deck and put them directly into play. Or actually, no, any two creature cards in your hand into play. So you could already have one in your hand that you want to play. Yeah, Yeah, you you get to choose two creature cards in your combined hand and deck. Yeah, to put into play for nine mana. Total. So there's just so many cards where if you get two... You win because they create infinite loops. Yeah, you could do this for Kiki Jiki Pestermite. Yep. Kiki Jiki, a ton of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We won't um, even go through all of them. So I think it's not banned because it's nine mana and yeah. it's easy to see coming because it's sorcery speed. But at the same time, if someone just doesn't have, you know, one on one, if you're playing against someone that can't counter it, you kind of just win if you get to nine mana. Or it's well, how is it different than Biorhythm? You know, Biorhythm's mm-hmm. eight mana sorcery that can do, you know, broken things like that. So I don't understand why Tooth and Nail isn't along those same lines. Uh, it feels like it is. There's a whole class of cards that are sort of broken because they refer to your life totals. Yeah. Um, and and they were created before Commander was really a thing, so the wording on them hasn't been updated. Like, like current cards will sort of say, reset your life to your starting life total, or they'll refer to your starting life total instead of a number, mm-hmm. because a number doesn't scale with the 40 life. So cards like Magister Sphinx, Soren Markov... Those cards reset or set a player's life total at a certain number. So that's 10. Yeah. So that actually does 30 damage to somebody, which is, you know, a lot 
And it's hard to stop too. Yeah, and it's difficult to stop. So a lot of and and so especially because it's like an ability on the planeswalker. You so you can't, could even do it more than once. Yeah, to more than one player. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't like those cards. There's also um, Sarah Ascendant is a prominent one that just seems like it. It's broken because it refers to you know if you have thirty life. It's a, sorry. I should I should say what the card is. It's a it's one white mana for a one one, um, but if your life total is thirty or more. It gains plus five, plus five, flying and lifelink. So it's a turn one, six, six, flying lifelinker. Yeah, and it's only by virtue of the fact that we start with way more life in EDH. Now, what if it said if your life total is 10 more than your starting life total, then it gets that. Then it's totally not broken. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what the card would say if it came out today. Um, So there's a lot of people that cry about Sire Ascendant being needing to be banned. Um, Here's another one. Felidar Sovereign. Yeah, someone tweeted us about using this to win the game, and I think it's okay. It's it's four and two white for a vigilant lifelink cat beast with four six. That's a four six, and at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have forty more life, you win the game. Yep. But this is really easy to just get around. You know, if someone sees you play this, unless you flash it in at the end of someone's turn, like I mean, there are ways to abuse this, but you have to at least set that up to do that. Yeah. I think there's this is the same issue though. If it said if your life total is twenty more above your starting life total, then you win the game. That would be one thing. This is the type of card though that most of the time you play it, and then everybody else around the table has one rotation to try and do something. And, and with this card, they can actually just smack you. And get you below forty life, and that'll or solve just it too. kill the creature. Yeah, well, yeah. But I'm just saying, if they can't kill that creature, they could hopefully do enough damage to you to get you below forty life. Yeah. Um. I mean, you're gonna put it in with life gain and and such. But uh. So anyway, those are some cards people talk about, and those are some reasons that people say. Uh, I I think of those cards, Mana Crypt and Tooth and Nail are sort of the two that I, I would say are the most likely yeah i think saracen it might make it on that list too because it, it just it's one of the most powerful term one things you can do um it's but super there powerful. are a lot of ways just to kill stuff so it's and, know, and again it's, to removal that's still it needs to hit somebody five times to kill them yeah so it's but just, i think it's, it's actively putting you further into plus range because you're getting more but not life, really because of commander damage yeah so the lifelink is negligible it also doesn't fall into any of those categories that the other ones fall into which it doesn't create mana or really cheap mana cost it's efficient but it doesn't it doesn't cheat mana cost? It doesn't uh, troll. You know, it doesn't it doesn't tutor out something that can be an infinite combo of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not too too worried about Sarah Senate. Yeah. Uh, Let's so, go to your Twitter answers. Yeah. So we tweeted out asking what cards you guys think should be banned, and we had lots of really fun responses. A lot of which uh, kind of pairs up with this list, and also just some fun ones that I didn't even think about. Uh, the first one we got was from Eric Landis at Proggy Boog. Hi, Jack. How's it going, Jack? How you doing, buddy? He said, Prophet of Crufix. Yep. And then later added Dead Eye Navigator. Uh, and we should just talk about Dead Eye Navigator really we fast. We should. That's uh, another one. Dead Eye Navigator is a six drop, four and two blue for a creature spirit. It has Soul Bond. You may pair this creature with another unpaired creature. When either enters the battlefield, they remain paired for as long as you control both of them. And as long as Deadeye Navigator is paired with another creature, they both have one in the blue, exile this creature, then return it to the battlefield under your control. So it flickers something for very cheap. It can flicker itself, protect itself. It also returns it immediately instead mm-hmm. of at your end step, and that's a huge thing. And it can soul bond with something else every single time it flickers yeah. back. So you can choose the targets. It protects itself and the creature it creates. So it is very easily abusable. It's very easily the best... Uh, single card that uses the flicker mechanic other yeah. cards do it but they do it sort of slower or they have to tap they comes back to your end step yeah. costs a lot more mana it's just dead eye navi is just to me 
I wonder if you banned Dead Eye Navi, if you could unban some like Sylvan Primordial, maybe. Uh, Sundering Titan probably still needs to be there. There's still enough flicker effects that it's broken. Yeah. There's too much stuff out there that maybe. can just abuse it, I think. Yeah. Um, also on Twitter, uh, Elrod Lee, who is at double E, says Child of Alara, which we're <laughs> going to talk about that next episode. I disagree with you, my friend. <laughs> um, Matt Morgan is Mathemus55 on Twitter. He says, I don't care. Just don't take away my Sigarda. <laughs> I don't think anyone's worried about Sigarda. I don't think Sigarda. Sigarda is, I think Sigarda's going to be fine, but it's true. I, I could see some people calling for her head on the stick because she... I mean, she's powerful, but she's I don't powerful, think she needs yeah. to be banned. I mean, it's not as powerful as some other degenerate commanders like Narset, Enlightened Master. True. Um, WC Power 9, Jake. Uh, I guess he's not Waffle Cone anymore. Yeah, what happened, Waffle Cone? He's Waffle Cone Power he's 9, I guess. Jake Cone. Jekyll Cone, yeah. WC Power 9 he's not, said... He's not Jake Power 9. He's WC Power 9. He's Waffle Cone, then. Uh, Jake, you're confusing us. <laughs> you said Iona. Uh, yep. That card's getting reprinted in Modern Masters 2015. Yep. Um, Understandable. It does uh, completely ruin a game player's experience if they are playing a monocolor deck. I don't think it needs to be banned, but I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're building a monocolor deck, you should have ways to get rid of things outside of a color pie anyway, because that's the whole point yeah, but, of building a monocolor I mean, deck correctly. The other thing to say about that is, like, how many of those are you going to have in your deck, and how often are you going to have them when they play Iona? Yeah. Like, even if you have five cards that get rid of an enchantment that are colorless, just to take care of Iona in case somebody plays it, still a really good chance you just don't have that answer within the time frame necessary, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. But... Regardless, I don't think Iona is probably bannable. Yeah. Uh, HD Elaine, who is Hugo D. Elaine, who, or should I say, Dragon Week winner, Roar. Hugo Hugo Elaine, said uh, Prophet of Crufix and Deadeye Navi. So he agreed with Eric Landis. Yeah. Those two, I think, are definitely paired together often because... Together, they they're really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirk the Green, a.k.a. Derek Kramer, said Felidar Sovereign, which is the guy that, if you have 40 or more life, you won the game, and Sarah Ascendant. Yep. So both of those cards, very powerful. Uh, Clay at Boros Charm said Cyclonic Rift, and so did Andrew Skogland at Skugiz. Yeah, Cyclonic Rift actually got a lot of mentions from people. I was surprised. Um, It is super powerful, though. It's kind of like upheaval, I guess. It is. It's like a one sided upheaval it doesn't get rid of their lands but yeah i mean that might be better because it is one-sided and it's versatile because you can use it just for two mana on a single target if you really Mm -hmm. have to it's also instant speed yeah here's the thing it's strong enough that i put it in every single deck that has blue in it it's a good case i mean i love that card but that's a good there's a good case that is it's too powerful Mm um uh tony deltano who is tone del greetings uh, on Twitter says Dead Eye then unbanned Sylvan Primordial, which is actually what I just said. Yeah, so, what you're talking about. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that was right. I was just speculating. <laughs> Triumph at Historian three twenty seven agreed with uh, Waffle Cone Power Nine Jake. Uh, not sure if it needs a ban, but the most feel bad Iona. Yep. And then my favorite response of all, <laughs> Kenny Hall at K Dog Legendary. He says, "You know what's broken? Dragon Lord Colagon. Yep. If everyone's playing Shadowborn Apostle decks, then yeah, he's he's a house. We should start a campaign. Ban Camel. 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 Yeah, it's not happening. Ban Camel. Ban Camel. He's banned Kamel. from your uh, lexicon of words that you can say though. 
Ban Camel. Ban Camel. <laughs> if I say that enough, will it happen? Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, make sure you guys go ahead and tweet at us if you guys think you or we missed a card or the Twitter users missed a card that very obviously needs to be banned. I think we covered most of them, but there are some out there that I think create degenerate experiences that potentially might uh, eventually make it on the ban list. Here's the thing, though. They need to really be degenerate and really make a bad gameplay experience yeah. for people for that to happen. It's so, a lot better for them to allow a card that's maybe slightly too powerful to exist in the format than it is for them to start banning cards because it's a slippery slope, right? Well, you ban that one. Why don't you ban this one? And all of a sudden, you're just banning too many cards. And yep. like Sheldon said, and I totally agree with, if the ban list gets too big, the format will die because yeah. it's just impossible to keep track of it. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. You start going after one, you go after all of them. Yep. That's why it's better to ban the thing that creates the bad things. Yeah, rather than all the stuff that is working with it. Yeah, exactly. All right, time for the end step. End step time. I just came back from a screening of Mad Max. Fury Road. Fury Road, yeah. It uh, stars Charlize Theron. It also stars Bane from The Dark Knight Returns. I'm Mad Max. I'm Mad Max. I'm furious. Oh, I am the Nige. He actually wears a mask on his face. He's it's in the trailers too, and for a yeah. long time, and it's like you are you Bane? <laughs> is this a sequel? <laughs> is this a sequel? What is Bane doing in this desert? Uh, anyway, the movie was ridiculous, and I say that in the best way possible. It was pure insanity. The level of pyrotechnics on display and the stunts they did are just nuts. It was kind of a mind-numbing experience because I just sat there and had my mind blown by just how much ridiculous stuff was happening. A little exhausting, though, I'll say that much. <laughs> but I, I would recommend you guys watch it. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2 is also coming out this week, and you're going to be listening to this post-opening weekend. I hope Mad Max makes its money back because I'd like to see more movies like that with tons of practical effects, very little uses of CGI outside of painting out wire work, I guess. Um, they had more CG than you think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had to fill in a lot of the backgrounds and stuff mm-hmm. to make it seem as expansive as it was. But just the level of stunts they were doing and the stuff they were doing that was all practical really was awesome. So I was very glad for that. Very cool. I haven't seen it yet, so uh, I'm going to take your word for it. I'll yeah. Whoop. Probably go see Pitch Perfect 2, though. Yeah, I think that's going to outsell Mad Max by a lot. I like the first Pitch Perfect. If you guys haven't also and seen... And also, I'm never convincing my girlfriend to go see Mad Max. <laughs> so, like, not in a million years. Yeah. I mean, if you want a high-octane experience... I mean, I do, but vroom, she doesn't. Vroom. Yeah, it's true. If, if you want if, a high-octane experience, go see Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I actually, when I drove home from Mad Max today, it's been raining in L.A., and I was just like... Vroom, vroom, traffic <laughs> so that was kind of a letdown uh <laughs> but yeah that was a great movie I, I i i had a lot of fun watching it i think if you guys are fans of that kind of movie it, it's definitely worth a movie ticket because it's i think it's best seen on the big screen by far don't watch this on the airplane please don't For watch the it love of god do not watch this on the airplane good advice okay so just a reminder the delray books contest uh, if you want to win a copy of The Warded Man, and you do want to win it, trust me, very good book, then you just need to send us an email at commandcast at rocketjump.com or at commandcast on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and you answer the question, what card are you most excited about from Modern Masters 2015, and which EDH deck is it going to go into? And you need to send us that uh, answer before 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday May 20th. May 20th. Yeah, so That's yep. so that we can uh, appropriately have enough time to randomly choose a winner and record uh, the next day. Cool. All right. All oh, right. and GP Vegas. GP Come Vegas. Together, Thursday yes. night. 
fa- there will May be a 28th. Facebook event with all the information, uh, and you'll find that in the show notes. We'll tweet it all out. Yeah, just follow us at CommandCast. Check out our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern, at the MMCast. They cover all things modern, Ben Bateman, Alex Kessler. Oh, those guys will be at the uh, gathering, too. Yeah, so, they yeah, will, You can indeed. meet them and kick their butts at EDH. Yes. In fact, w- Jimmy and I will team up with you against them yeah. so that you don't all team up against us. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to team up against us we're, first, we're, but in the next game, we'll go after those guys. Exactly. But don't tell them. I really hope they're not listening to this podcast. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> they're into competitive magic. It's Alex true. probably listens, actually. I, Alex, forget what you just heard. We're actually teaming up with you. You just heard kidding, nothing. listeners. We're teaming up against them. Yeah, yeah. Alex, uh, and don't tell Ben. Don't tell Ben Bateman. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace. For your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.